0: You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So Shama Sawant, our resident communist slash socialist, however you want to call it, Seattle City Council member, she's been under a recall effort. And now it comes out that she is admitting to violating ethics codes. What do we have going on here? So as part of kind of the four charges against her, to get her out of office. So one of the charges was that she used city money to fund a proposed ballot initiative. And if I got those exact terms incorrect, um, I apologize. Um, But that's that's the guts of it. And she basically just came out late last week and said, Yep, did those gonna pay the fine we're going to move on. So that and that's kind of an unprecedented deal. I, I haven't followed this topic a ton. I followed the Shamus of want recall effort quite closely, because a lot of people are like, get her out of office. All right, but you've got to have this process. And in within this process, she's basically said, Okay, yep, yeah, that uh, ethics code. Yep. Did that. What do I got to do to make it right? So obviously there is some legal wrangling going on here. That is what we're talking about today. Just did a podcast on how, um, mayor of Seattle, chief, former chief best the chief of the Seattle Police Department during CHOP, and Harold Scoggins, the Seattle Fire Department chief, they all miraculously have had issues with their cell phones, meaning that we can't get texts off their cell phones covering the period of CHOP. And much of the charges to get Shama want out are also related to CHOP. So that's what we're going to talk about today. This, this, this storyline just a keep on going, doesn't it? It just does. It's it's like, ah, this is, that, this is that train wreck that you just can't stop, but you know, ah, yeah, yeah, it went off a little bit. Oh, yeah, over, the, oh, yeah, off the track Oh, it's flipping, oh crash, whoo oh, fireball, wow, huh. That's what this feels like, right? It, it really does. All right, let's get into it. Before we do, if you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies, but I read the news. That reasonable people want to hear. Let's do this. Okay. When I say reasonable, that's just nonsense. I'm just reading the news. Just that's what we're doing. As Henry Bridger arrived on Capitol Hill on Saturday to gather signatures for a ballot initiative to recall Seattle City Council member Shama Sawant, he trumpeted an admission by the politician that he predicts will help persuade voters to oust her. you are out of here. That's what a lot of the voters want to hear. That's what that's what people in Seattle want to hear. But do the people within her district, they voted her in, have they seen enough of this stuff? Are they convinced that they need her out? I don't know. That's the question of the hour. Because you can have an admission of an ethics violation. And when you really get down to it, I don't think it was that big of a deal. I think some of the other charges that she's up on related to her recall are much more significant. But this is the one and maybe that's part of the uh, the plan here by the Sawant, um office is all right, let's give them this one. That's not that big of a deal. We'll fight the other charges. In, in a Friday settlement agreement with the Seattle Ethics and Elections Commission. Sawant admitted to improperly using city money Employees and other resources to support a proposed ballot measure. She also agreed to pay the city three thousand five hundred sixteen dollars, about twice the amount of city funds she spent to advance the measure to create a payroll tax on big businesses like Amazon. All right, so it's twice. So, so we've got um, call it call it seventeen hundred and fifty bucks towards a payroll tax on big businesses like Amazon? Is that a massive breach of the public confidence? I don't think so. This feels like, oh, we got you here. It's just not that big of a deal. But it is something. And it kind of brings to the fact of, hey, you didn't do this right. Is that enough to have a, a, you know, a full on ethics and elections commission, take a look at it. I mean, I guess it is. But to me, the amount of money that's been spent on a on the payroll tax on a big business like Amazon, the, you know, hashtag tax Amazon that you see at all the protests, this seems like absolute minute amount of money. But it's something it kind of feels like I don't know what it feels. It just, it doesn't seem all that significant to me. I look at that number and go, all right, if it was half a million dollars or if it was a hundred grand, even if it was 10 grand, that to me seems more significant. I'm not trying to downplay this issue, but 1,750 bucks, roughly 1,750, whatever that in change, it's just, it's it's Jump change, <laughs> literally, right? You know, not not in, I, I know that's a lot of money to a lot of people, but on a scale of a payroll, you know, trying to either be for or against a payroll tax on Amazon, millions of dollars are spent, right? I mean, they just are. So once admission that she violated city ethics and elections codes confirms one of three charges now being made by the recall effort. So when we had the recall effort, there were four charges. One of those got dropped. And now we are down to, she let people in to the uh, city hall when it was closed down. And I think is the, the one where she led the march on uh, the mayor's house. I think that's still out there. And then we've got this one, which is the payroll tax. Hey you use some city funds and personnel, whatever manpower to advance the cause against, uh, the, you know, for the payroll tax on a business like Amazon. So she has denied it, denied it. And now she comes forward to admit that she actually did break the law. That's huge, said Bridger, a Capitol Hill resident serving as chair and campaign manager of the Recall Savant so campaign. He said he planned to tell people about it as he asked for their signatures. Bridger also said, recall supporters are demanding Sawant resign. She would otherwise be up for re-election in 2023. Sawant and an aide did not return messages Saturday seeking comment. The agreement, which must be approved by commissioners who are scheduled to vote on in a special meeting Monday today, Note, Sawan has said she believes she was not prohibited from supporting ballot measures not yet filed. So that's the technicality we're kind of working with. All right. But the commissioner's uh, director has consistently held that city officials are barred from promoting ballot measures, actual or proposed. It's a no go. If there's a ballot measure out there, can't do that. It's according to the agreement. And the state Supreme Court which last which last month ruled three of the four original charges were factual and serious enough for the recall effort to go forward. Did a, uh, I talked about that last month that um, okay, these they, they weren't whether she actually did them or not, but whether they were valid enough for the recall to go forward and the court did say, yeah, if this stuff is true, then recall, keep on a going. John McKay, a former US attorney for Western Washington, who was representing those seeking to remove someone said Saturday, it was remarkable and unprecedented that a council member conceded an allegation found by the Supreme Court to be sufficient for a recall. We have not had this happen. Apparently. I don't follow these kind of storylines. I have not followed them historically. I've kind of gotten into it from the whole chop deal. And this is kind of one of those storylines. And also here in Seattle, we've just got a bunch of stuff going on. Because of chop because of how things were handled during the summer of love. There's multiple lawsuits going on multiple lawsuits happening, some very, very big ones. And our city officials, they're being hit up for information. They're being deposed for information. And there is a technology glitch that is running rampant with our, our city officials, with our mayor, with former chief best, and with uh, fire department, Harold Scoggins. They can't seem to work out how to run their cell phones. And as a result, all kinds of text messages have gone missing. Just they're not there. And miraculously, they all coincide around June 2020, when all those texts were flying back and forth. Hey, you need to give up the uh, the police station to the peaceful protesters. You need to do that. Here's our deal. This is what we're doing. All those people I just mentioned, they I'm sure they were in on those threads because you can't you can't, to, in order to do what what happened during CHOP, you can't have communication not happen between those entities. And there's apparently another six city officials that they also have had technology issues and the text from their phones during that time period, oh, they've, we're, we're not sure we're working it out. I just recorded a podcast on this and it's it's kind of interesting. It's like, really? You're going down that road? Hey, you know what? My hard drive broke and I can't get the information back. Now that's nonsense. Hey, my my cell phone, I couldn't log back into it because of a password problem. That is literally what one of those individuals said. That sounds weak, doesn't it? And believe it or not, City of Seattle does have an IT department. They do but they don't seem to convey their IT technology information and knowledge down to those who use it. Or are we just being led astray? It's really unknown at this point, right? We may never know who gave the word to the Seattle Police Department to vacate the premises of the East Precinct. And I've talked to cops during that time period and they're like, yeah, we we didn't, we don't want this. This is our workplace, this is our environment. And a lot of people were saying, well, the police, they're not upholding their job. They're not upholding their oath they took by abandoning the police station. No cop in his right mind is going to abandon his police station. No, somebody dictates, somebody high up dictated and guaranteed there's some texting going back and forth. Here's what we're doing. Here's what we're doing for the peaceful protesters. And guess what? Oh, man, these lawsuits. Ooh, that text, this doesn't look good. What can we do? Can we get rid of it? Is there any chance we could miraculously all, you know, nine of us have a technology issue here going on? Ooh, this is our best bet. And then we'll just plead ignorance, fall on our sword and go, Ah, oh, we'll do better next time. Kind of feels like that's what's going on, right? All right. So John McKay acknowledged, however, that voters, he's the lawyer that's doing the removal. Sawant. He's uh, representing that side. He acknowledged, however, that voters will have the ultimate say if the recall campaign gets the 10,000 signatures, it needs from swans district three, to put her removal on the ballot. The campaign which began gathering signatures about a week ago, has until mid October to meet that threshold. Here is one of the kickers right here. Only voters from District 3 encompassing Capitol Hill, the Central District, Montlake, and Madison Park can weigh in. All right. If you don't know those areas, especially Capitol Hill and Central District, if you go up there now, you will see quite prominently Black Lives Matter signs. You will see defund the police in people's windows. They're on board with this stuff. That is how Shama Sawant was elected as a prominent socialist to the Seattle City Council. It's n- This isn't a secret. This is, this is just something that happened that the people in Seattle, they voted for. So Capitol Hill, Central District, Montlake, and Madison Park, are you going to have 10,000 people from that area willing to say, hey, we don't agree with this, we're not down with this, even if they don't agree with it, I think most of them are from a political leaning, where they're not gonna, they're not gonna sign this recall effort. I think that's what happens. So I think there are a lot of reasonable people in these areas, not as many as say, in, you know, large portions of Florida at all. But I think there are reasonable people. And I think they will sign I just don't know. I don't know if there's enough signatures in there to, to have that happen. Um, and, you know, that's why I, I've kind of said I don't think this recall effort will work. If it does, I will be shocked. Most recall efforts do not. I don't think there is enough support within that district to pull this off. That's just me. I don't know. i you know, from the standpoint of the, some of the things that I saw happen during CHOP, I would say that's not okay. Those activities are not okay. And from that standpoint, I would say, Shama want, yeah, it should be out of there. Um, but I also don't live in that district, so I don't get a vote. Not really up to me. I'm just kind of the outside looking in, like probably most of you are. And um, I think the residents of that, that area, they're okay with this stuff going on. That's the bottom line here, right? And I get so many comments on on YouTube. You guys just lay it on. Honestly, tell me how you really feel cuz I see some comments and I'm like, I I think that is true, however I probably wouldn't say that, but you guys just bring it. I think it's amazing. Some of the comments that are out there are like, yeah, that is true, but I probably personally wouldn't say that. So good for you. You know, so much of this stuff is just like, what are we doing? This is nuts. And some of the stuff that happened during CHOP was nuts, just made no sense at all. And yet, and that's why, you know, Seattle had the microscope put on it for a number of weeks in the summer of love that ended up not being so summer of lovish. right? Kids got killed, 16-year-old and 19-year-old killed. And that's some of what's driving this is uh, that and, you know, there's some lawsuits there. And there's some lawsuits by businesses who basically said, hey, city of Seattle, you hung us out to dry. We didn't have services, couldn't do our business. We were impacted. You need to pay. That's what those lawsuits are all about. So um, yeah, we've got this stuff just ongoing. Let's finish out here. So let's hope the voters get the message, McKay said. Mm, I think they get the message. They don't want to get the message. Nor do they care, and they also don't think that uh, taxing Amazon is necessarily a bad thing. Can't tell you how many times I saw those little tax Amazon, um, you know, trying to get the the votes together to you know get these kind of initiatives going. They're always there, and there is always people signing up for that. And to me, it's like, uh, you guys don't understand business at all. You guys are knuckleheads. That's what I would say. But I am a privileged white dude from Bellevue. What would I know? Nothing, Sean, you know nothing. In the past, Sawant, who belongs to the Socialist Alternative Party, and supporters have aggressively denounced the recall campaign as a tool of right-wing and big business interests. That's what we're doing. So a Shama Solidarity to Campaign website says this, Shama did not break the law or use city resources to promote a ballot initiative. What big business is really angry about is that the tax, Amazon, Amazon tax passed okay but she already did say she basically broke the law and she did use resources to promote a ballot initiative so whatever you say next I'm tempted to not believe it at all which is we're really angry about the Amazon tax pass no I don't think so I mean that is that's um Not angry about it, but I think you need to realize the implications that when you start to tax big business, they have the option of going elsewhere. And guess what Amazon has done? They are in the process of going elsewhere. And during a time frame when you need all the business revenue you can get, proposing a tax like this mm, might be a little short-sighted. But that's a whole nother thing, right? The charges against uh, the charges attack Shama for participating in a community meeting that discussed a possible ballot initiative. This is like a thought crime being accused simply for discussing a grassroots initiative before one even exists. No, I think it was because money was involved on a grassroots initiative, which per the law, even if it's proposed, you can't do that. That's the dealio, so that sentence I read before I just made those comments was incorrect that is incorrect. it doesn't make sense, right? The agreement says to did more than attend a community meeting right? She or her employees at her direction created posters for the tax measure imprinted with the city seal, posted hyperlinks on her council website to, to sites promoting the proposed proposed initiative which uh, some of which listed Suwan as a member of its coordinating committee, and spent at least $1,759 in city funds on ads, posters, phone banking, and mass texting services. Okay, so bad on that 1759 and a little bit of that other stuff. I wasn't quite so worried about that as I was uh, the march uh, on the mayor's house and also opening up City Hall to the protesters during CHOP. That was particularly uh, upsetting that a city official would do that. Um, that just kind of shows complete lack of respect to anybody else within the system. The recall campaign also accuses Swan of letting Black Lives Matter protesters into City Hall last June, despite the building being closed, and leading a march outside of Mayor Jenny Durkin's house while knowing her address was protected by a confidentiality program because of her past work as a federal prosecutor. And yet one of the City Council members, Shama Sawant took a march there. Mm, that's nice. That's a nice touch. The Solidarity website defends the opening of City Hall as giving a major shot of confidence to the Black Lives Matter movement and says Swant spoke at the protest outside Durkin's house, but did not lead it. Hmm. I was just there. I was in the front, I was going like this towards the house. But I, I and I'm for those of you on the audio portion of the podcast, I'm, I'm doing a forward motion with my hand like the guys on the aircraft carriers, when they're trying to tell the jets which way to go. I'm basically doing that in the direction of the imaginary uh, mayor's home. But don't worry, Shama Sawant did not lead that protest. She was just she was merely there with a bullhorn talking, right? I don't know. I made up that part. But this whole thing is just ridiculous. The state Supreme Court dismissed an inadequate, a fourth charge that's a want delegated employee employment decisions to the socialist alternative party. That one got tossed. The other three, the, uh, the one we're talking about as of this one, the money, the 1759 bucks, that one is stuck. So of the other two charges that if they are believable, if they are if that is the case, and that's what the uh, the Supreme Court basically ruled and said, yep, if that's true, and they, they saw enough information there that they said, all right, let the recall effort move forward. Gonna let, let's do a vote. Let's see what this. Let's see what this happens. So, if the Ethics and Elections Commission approves the agreement, Sawant must pay the city within 30 days. The commission could impose a fine of up to five thousand dollars if she does not. She's gonna pay the fine she's going to pay the fine and say, thank you very much. There is one of those three outstanding charges. Um, Those are kind of off the table now, right? But it could be within everybody's heads. All right. But she did admit to that one ethics, but it just wasn't a very big one. I think that's where we're kind of headed here. We're playing political games. There's, there is, um, there's stuff going on here. Because those other two charges, I don't, There's no way she can get around those. She was there. There's video of her. It happened. Whether you say she led it or not, she was there. She knew that the mayor, you know, she's basically doxing the mayor with, hey, let's go to the mayor's house, even though we're not supposed to know where it is. I mean, not a good thing. So we'll just have to see um, as we get into it. I know there was enough votes or there was enough signatures on the Gavin Newsom recall, I thought that was very interesting. They're working through that now. And um, if there's, you know, if there's enough signatures here in the recall, so want campaign, maybe we do put it to a vote. I just don't think there will be because this area of, of, uh, of Seattle, they don't really see things reasonable the majority of you and I do, which is this stuff is not okay. It's just not okay. Opening up City Hall, not okay. The whole chop thing, not okay. Defunding the the police department, not okay. All that stuff. And these are things uh, taxing out taxing big business just because yeah, just not okay with most of this stuff. And those of you tuning in my podcast, majority of you feel the same. So what I do know, is that I'm gonna keep covering this one. So, not a big development here, not a huge, it's not one of the charges, the charge that she is admitting to here, not one of the big charges. Um, but it all works together and creates the picture for voters that may or may not. You know, want to sign up and give their ten thousand signatures? Get that ten thousand signatures done. And how many signatures do they actually need to do? Like twenty thousand, so that like ten thousand of them can can be bumped out. Uh, this one's faked. Uh, you didn't dot the i in this one. Uh, that guy's dead. Uh, this person doesn't exist. You got to have a bunch extra in the pipeline, right? You got to have more than one loaded gun in order to go. Um, so we'll just have to see how this goes. But if you're in that district you know, and you have the option of signing this recall effort, I would say two thumbs up, you do that. But my honest opinion, I don't think they'll get the signatures. I don't. Um, But that's another story for another day. And we will cover that as well. But the other big one is the technology um, gap that we have here in Seattle with Just our elected officials and their texting habits. Tune into that podcast. That's an interesting one. That one kind of makes me go, this is a coincidence. What are the odds against the mayor, chief of police at the time, and the fire department chief, and six other elected officials within those various public departments, what are the odds all of them have technology issues that impact their ability to produce texts during the time of CHOP? What are the odds of that? I asked on the other podcast, if somebody that could predict, uh, that could do, you know, some pretty serious, the odds of that happening, what are the odds of that happening? Give me a number, give me a number based on something. Is it a billion to one? Is it 2 billion? Is it a million to one? I don't know. Throw out some numbers. Leave them in the comments. All right, that's it for me on this one. Thanks so much for being here. Again, I'm Sean Reynolds from Summer Properties Northwest, Reynolds and Klein Appraisal, two real estate companies. Why wouldn't I cover these topics? I mean, you guys want to know and you're reasonable people. And I think you deserve reasonable answers. That's why we're covering these topics on our real estate podcast channel. That's what we're doing. It's 2021. Anything goes. I say this goes as well. We'll see you guys soon. Until then, stay safe. We'll talk soon.